Welcome to Unity of Tucson. Good morning, everybody, once again, and uh, happy Mother's Day. Um, you know, and I say that to all of us, right? I'm really honoring those of you who gave biological birth and raised kids. And, you know, I don't have kids of my own. I have two adult uh, uh, stepkids, and it's crazy to think about it. I now have two adult uh, step-grandkids. Um, but all of us in our own unique ways have uh, shown up for people and have been that mother energy, that nurturing energy. And the thing I really want us to dig in today is the ability to truly see the truth truth in one another and for ourselves in this divine essence, even when the world may be kind of going a little cuckoo and it's kind of hard to dig and find it. So let's start with a story. So um, it's a mama mouse story. So there was a mama mouse and her babies one day, and they were in their little mouse cubby hole, and they decided that they wanted to venture out and find something to eat. So they go crawling out, you know, sniffing around, looking for something to eat, and they go around the corner, and all of a sudden, there's Mr. Cat. And Mr. Cat is there, and he's been licking his chops, just waiting to get after these little baby mice. And he stalks around the corner, and he sees him, and he gets ready to pounce, and Mother Mouse gathers her wits and turns around, and her biggest puffed up mother mouse self with her biggest puffed up squeaky mother mouse voice, she goes, rough. <laughs> and the cat, startled and confused, tuck tails and take off, takes off. And so mother mouse then turns around to her children and said, children, take note. It's important to learn a new language. <laughs> and, and that's what we're up to today. We're up to, the, up to learning a deeper relationship with the language of love in this feminine mother form. See, to remind you, and this is what we come to church for every Sunday, for community, and to be reminded our mission statement to remember who we are as these amazing, unprecedented, indescribable beings with this indescribable power to create that we have unlimited capacity to create anything that we desire and to understand that our soul desire is divinely designed. We are divinely designed to desire in order to wake up more of our magnificence. We are magnificent, and there's more that's always seeking to express through this power of our creation, which is the power of our thinking. Now, we get this. We come here every Sunday, and we work with the repetition of that to really dial into the DNA of our being so we begin to organize our lives around that truth. And... There is a deeper knowing. There is that in us, that divine mother, that divine feminine that calls us into a deeper understanding of that over and over and over. So with that said, I want to share the story of when Jesus had a moment with his mother. They had issues, as everybody did. <laughs> so, one of my favorite stories was Jesus' first miracle. Do y'all remember what his first miracle was? It's when he turned uh, water into wine. Now, here's what I love about that story. This is a little side note. Got nothing to do with Mother's Day. But, you know, 
his first miracle, he didn't heal world hunger. He didn't bring about world peace. What did he do? He kept the party going. <laughs> I love that. It's like his first time out. He brought joy. But he did not jump at the opportunity, if you remember the story. So they're at this wedding in Cana, and he had gathered his disciples by then, but hadn't really made the splash yet. And, and you know, this party was going, and they, you know, the, the worst thing of an ancient Jewish family could happen, they ran out of wine. <laughs> because it was a sign of inhospitality. I'm in, in, being hospitality. Thank you for that. <laughs> that what Liz said. So they, um, 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 so the, the wine stewards were frantic and Mary being the aware woman that she was noticed this and realized, you know what? My son can take care of this. <laughs> and so he went to, she, she went to Jesus and she said, look, you got to help. And so here's what happened exactly. On the third day, there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus was also invited to the wedding with his disciples. When the, ran, when the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no more wine. So Jesus, being the respectful son that he was, said, woman, what has that got to do with me? <laughs> I mean, literally, that's what it says. And Jesus said to her, woman, what does this have to do with me? <laughs> So, you know, he had a little bit of impertinence going on. And then he said, my hour has not come yet. And Mary, being the mother that she was, recognizing the truth in him, ignored him <laughs> and turned to the wine stewards and said, do what he says. Because she knew in that moment what he was not able to see for himself. She took a stand for the power that was him and within him to the point where he was able to borrow her belief and step into the role that he was put here to play, which is to wake us all up to our magnificence. And in that moment, he was able to access that power to do what seemed to be the miraculous, although... You, in unity, we believe in miracles from the sense of awe, but then we don't believe in miracles because we understand it's law. Miracles suggest that there's an exception. There's never an exception. It's all law. It's just simply a greater understanding of the law in the moment and that there's somebody who broke through a barrier that we could now follow and break through ourselves. And so that divine mother energy in that moment recognize something in Jesus that he wasn't able to recognize for himself. And what I love about that is that the invitation for all of us to tap into that divine mother, that divine feminine that knows and takes a stand for the reality of who we are, of this magnificent creative being with unlimited capacity to truly influence and make a difference in our world. Think about this. When you know how loved you are, when you know that you've got somebody or somebody's in your corner, you become invincible. You become unstoppable. You're able to tap into that person's confidence and take it on as your own and truly 
just conquer anything that's in front of you and beyond as you unleash this creative energy, this creative power that is you. And that's what this story represents. And that's the invitation for all of us is to dig deeper into acknowledging and accessing that divine feminine, that divine mother, in order for it to have more access to us. Here's the thing about creation. Here's the thing about creating a world. You know, um, um, for a long time, and please forgive me, I don't remember what it is now, but for a long time, Unity's, uh, worldwide uh, Unity's, um, our purpose was to create a world that works for all. I love that. That will forever be mine, to create a world that works for all. The more we know how loved we are, the more we know that we are the expression of love itself the more we are able to take a stand for that and be that. Because we're not constantly looking for something and searching and grasping and trying to get a sense of love, trying to get a sense of worthiness, trying to get a sense of deserving. That when we tap down and tap into that stream of mother energy, that stream of the divine feminine that's always expressing through us and as us, we now have the capacity to hold and know that for everybody we come into contact with. And what I love about this is that as we raise in calibration of our identity, remembering who we are, love always, forgive everything, remember who we are, we become the reverberation of this in our immediate world and our world at large. And this, my friends, is how we transform our planet. So anybody up for that? Yes. Yes. Good, because me too. We're in the right place. We're in a unity church. <laughs> this is so great. So how do we do that? How do we deepen our awareness of this mother energy within us? First, we do, what we do is that we remember our origin. We remember our roots. You know, there's a big movement that's been going on several years now of um, identifying our biological lineage, that I had um, uh, an uncle back in Tennessee, my relatives were in Tennessee in the late, since the late 1700s. And he, you know, he did the family tree and he identified the first person who came over from Scotland um, back in 1790 something and they all landed in West Tennessee. I, I always thought, why West Tennessee? <laughs> East Tennessee's beautiful, why couldn't you have hung out in the mountains? <laughs> anyway, I digress. <laughs> But we all have our roots, right? On my dad's side, I'm second generation Spanish. My maiden name was Blanco. My grandfather came from Spain. My grandmother um, has Italian lineage. So I'm, I'm definitely a shelter dog, a mutt. But we know that, and we have pride in that. There's pride in our biological lineage. The thing to remember when we're tapping into that stream of maternal love is our divine lineage our divine heritage, our divine origin. And we get that from the Jewish tradition in the story of Genesis. Many of us mistakenly call it the Old Testament, but it's very much alive for the Jewish tradition. And in the story of Genesis, in the very beginning, it says, in the beginning, there was the void. And God looked upon the void, this divine energy, this creative substance, the only substance in existence and that substance, this divine essence, said, let there be. 
And then this energy, and I'm going to call it a she because it's creative and it's the creative element, the feminine element that was at work in that moment. She went down the list and said, let there be light, let there be firmament, let there be animals, and then let there be humankind made in our image. Now think about the power of that. First of all, when they, this energy, this power, this expansive force said, and we know that it didn't literally say, let there be, it expanded itself with the only thing it had to use, which was its own substance. We are created from the substance of the divine itself. Think of it this way. We are divine energy stepped down because that's high calibrated energy. It's, un, it's undefined and yet it's here filling the inner spaces of our universe. It literally stepped down into human form. And now there's a gazillion individualized expressions of this one substance. It didn't like create another substance and then say, okay, now we're going to start creating from this other substance. It just keeps dividing itself, but yet there is no division because it keeps expanding. You are the divine stepped down into human form. Now imagine the power of that if we really got that and how we would so rearrange the way we live. So that's number one. Remember our origin. Number two comes from Charles Fillmore. So we got a lot of Fillmore going on today. I love it, William, that you brought up Fillmore. Charles Fillmore tells us to meditate on the word love. So he says, one should make it a practice to meditate regularly on the love idea in universal mind with the prayer, divine love, manifest thyself in me. Now, he's using it as a command. I would, you know, not that I'm going to mess with Mr. Fillmore, but I am. <laughs> I'm going to suggest that we claim it as our truth now. Divine love manifests itself in me and as me. Divine love now manifests itself as me. I am the manifestation of divine love. He goes on. There should be periods of mental concentration on love. Think about love and all the ideas that go to make up love will set... Thinking about love and all the ideas that go to make up love will, will set it into motion. This produces a positive love current vibration back in the late 1800s and up until the mid uh, uh, 20th century, he's talking vibration. This produces a positive love current, which when set forth with power, will break up opposing thoughts of hate and render them null and void. He goes on. We may talk about the wisdom of God, but the love of God must be felt in the heart. It cannot be described. And one who has not felt it can have no concept of it from the descriptions of others. The more we talk about love, the stronger it grows in consciousness. If we persist in thinking loving thoughts and speaking loving words, we are sure to bring into our experience the feeling of that great love beyond description, the very love of God. So I just encourage you right now to close your eyes and put your hand on your heart and affirm with me 
I am loved beyond measure. Together, I am loved beyond measure. Again, I am loved beyond measure. One more time. I am loved beyond measure. Feel the power of those words literally waking up the life force energy that's designed into every cell. And from this state of awareness, proclaim with me, I am love expressed and made manifest. Together, I am love expressed and made manifest. That is us mothering, bringing divine mother energy to our world. That when we know ourselves loved and we claim who we are as the expression of love, we become the mothers of our world. We become the stand for the truth in each person. We become the, 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 the expression of pure love to such a point that people it quickens it in other people and we hold the space for people to be able to recognize it in themselves so i just have uh, a few minutes left but i want to read so number three is to stack the evidence of the love in your life that we are so surrounded by love that we are infiltrated with love that love is always present always present and when we get caught up in the day-to-day -day and the struggle and quite frankly, quite, quite frankly, the habit of struggle, that we have a biological, physiological habit of struggle of where we are in our evolution today, that we aren't able to see the presence of love in our life. And when we consciously choose to focus our attention on how love is showing up in the infinite number of ways and consciously acknowledge it, recognize it, call it out and give deep and profound gratitude for it. It feeds our reality of who we are as love. And then one more, to treat ourselves in a loving way. So Myrtle, Charles's wife, who was the heart, um, Charles was the mind. This is what I love about unity is that it really brings the yin and the yang because Myrtle was a force of, uh, of nature. Um, you did not want to mess with Myrtle. <laughs> and she just exuded love. So in her book, How to Let God Help You, it's a series of letters. Myrtle answered every letter and then trained letter writers to respond to the letters that were coming into Unity Village of people asking for help of how to unlock this power in their lives. And so she wrote a letter describing how a parent should treat their child. Now, most of us, if you have kids, I would say that they're probably older and we still want to do this with them. But more importantly is to take this for ourselves and to treat ourselves this way. A parent should turn his or her entire attention to God and earnestly seek to see as she sees. The parent should see her children as eager growing souls. She should see them as individuals unfolding their own faculties and power, individually doing that which seems to them best at the moment. 
She should let her mind rise to the heights where she can view life on a larger scale, seeing these souls not bound by convention and others' opinions and their own immediate personal problems, but as sons and daughters of God. Our role, our invitation, is to see that and know that for ourselves, that we are a divine expression. In the physical form, we are a son or daughter of the Most High, of the divine, of the holiest of all holiest. And to the degree that we know that for ourselves and allow ourselves to be loved, it's the degree that we're able to hold this and know this for others. And as we take a stand for what we know to be true, not only are we remembering who we are, but we're remembering who you are. And as we're able to take a stand for you and remember in those moments that you forget, this is what then begins to reverberate. And this, my friends, truly is how we transform and heal the face of the planet. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. God bless. Hi, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.